Yes. Love that. It's Still Sober with John Rabin. And since this is episode 200, I brought back the Screaming Trees intro. It's always my favorite. And the uh, the argument against it was that, uh, hey, maybe copyrighted music you shouldn't use in um, uh, podcast episodes because of some kind of, uh, you know, problems down the road. I don't care. I've gone back to I don't care versus ah, this is a thing that we should do. You know what? It's a tribute. If you, you know, Mark Lanigan was sober. This is a sober, this is a sobriety podcast, technically. So if anybody has a problem with it, you know, if the, those fat cats, you know, all the thousands of uh, music execs that listen to this podcast and have been on the fence about whether to come after me or not. This is, uh, we call this delusion. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, short story long, that's why that's there. I decided to bring it back. I always enjoyed it. It's always my favorite. I'm like, oh, what else can we try out? And, uh, nothing. If it's not broke, don't don't fix it. Kind of a thing. Hey, this is, yeah, so this is episode 200. Uh, posting on Wednesday, uh, May the 4th. Wow, I, I already had to push pause and start start over here sorry um i just got creeped out by uh the sound of somebody coming up the stairs it was not somebody well he thinks he's somebody it, it was the dog but he was walking like like heavy he was like boom 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 and i was like holy shit the wife is out running errands she went to the mall uh she and her friend basically as an excuse to get outside She's like, I'm going to go on a trip for my stupid mental health, was, uh, I believe, what she said. Um, And they went to the mall. She actually asked me, is there anything that you need from the mall? And I honestly, like I answered honestly when I went, no, there is nothing that I need from the mall. Nothing at all. And then as she started the car, I ran out and went, if you find a Chicago Bears hat... Get that for me. There's not going to be a Chicago Bears hat at the mall. Not here. I, I think it's illegal. I think they they don't sell non-Texas sports team stuff here. I I believe that, uh, I don't know. I it's, it's like the Cowboys Mafia has like bullied um, store vendors from selling stuff. Let me tell you something, though. I'm a sucker for underdogs. Like, I'm a real, you know, I'm a fan of the Chicago Bears, but I'm also a fan of um, underdogs. So I, I root for the New York Jets, and I root for the Detroit Lions. And I don't know if you watched the NFL draft, but it was uh, very promising for the Jets and the Lions. It's very exciting. It makes you feel like, hey, they might have a chance to have a good season. I'm talking about NFL teams, by the way. Uh, so, you know, it was a that that was the big TV thing 
that I watched this past weekend. That was my big, how was your weekend? I watched the NFL draft. I'm sorry to hear you say that, you know. Uh, my condolences is normally the response. But I had a good time. So this is the thing. You think, you know, 200 uh, episodes, the 200th episode. Uh, should I have planned something big? Should I have uh, had something written out that uh, different, out of the ordinary, uh, extravagant? Um, just anything. And of course the answer is no. No, I did not. I only have one thing I want to talk about. And it's weird that I, that I wanted to bring this up. But, I mean, it encapsulated the uh, 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 our attention in this country for uh, a week, basically. And we let it because for the past couple of weeks, actually. And we let it because we wanted a distraction. We wanted a distraction from a bunch of horrible things. And we went, man, man, we need just some hot goss. We need just something. Uh, we need a train wreck to stare at. And the train wreck that we have been staring at has been, of course, the um, the civil trial of uh, Johnny Depp suing Amber Heard for fifty million dollars because of uh, slander for the uh, you know for her uh, accusing him of uh, being abusive and him losing work because of it, and a bunch of stuffs come out. And it's uh, it's been really the reason. Okay, so here's why I'm bringing it up. I don't have to tell you anything. Most everybody listening to this has already seen the videos or has heard about it. Or if you haven't, you've purposefully avoided it. And the last thing you want to do is hear me talk about it because it disinterests you almost as much as it disinterests me. Um. And I'm bringing it up because of a couple of things. Number one, this is for specifically three or four people who are not listening to this podcast. And they were all on social media. This was six, this is probably, what is it, seven years ago? I don't know when they when the when the accusations first came out that he was abusive. So yeah, so I think it was yeah, I think it was something like six or seven years ago. I think it was like 2015, 2016. Anyway, it was uh, people were overcompensating for the uh, for the whole you know you know Me Too movement type stuff. Where it was, uh, we need to believe women, so we're going to believe all of them, including this this one who clearly has problems, and you know, and and there were like three or four uh, comedians that I knew who, because uh, D Doug Stanhope, comedian Doug Stanhope, had written this this piece for about Johnny Depp, and said that you know, hey, this. This woman is not good for him. There's there's problems like to his defense, and then and of course these these comedians 
were all like, ugh, don't support, you know, just because Doug Stanhope says blah, blah, blah. They were just, they were basically, ugh, they were just full of shit. They didn't know anything. Just like I didn't know anything. But I, but I knew, I've known Doug for a while. And I know that he wouldn't just write something up because he wanted to defend a friend. He'd seen some shit. He's not going to get involved unless it's clearly, you know, a bunch of bullshit being said. And the thing was, is that I had, and but I didn't care, you know, I'm not, celebrities aren't like us. They live in a different world. So trying to speculate on what happens in like high level celebrities' lives is, is, is just crazy. But what I did take offense to were these particular people on social media talking shit about Johnny Depp's acting career. You know, I don't think he actually does any good movies, which is some crazy shit to say. That's like saying, like, like hearing about, uh, it's like hearing about John Lennon, um, you know, the accusations about John, John Lennon was abusive to his first wife. So suddenly, well, you know, Paul McCartney wrote all the good ones. The fuck are you saying? Are you that moronic that you can't, what, two things can't be true? Somebody can't do bad things and then also be incredibly amazing and good at their art? Like, you can't, can you not separate the two? Or can you not understand the complication of a person that they can be two things, that they that the worst part of their life, the worst thing that they've done does not define everything about them in the same way that their art does not define everything about them, that they're complicated. The people are complicated. It's all, it's like, yeah, not everybody's a garbage person or not everybody's, a, you can't define everybody by one action or by one thing. They're complicated. So I defended it because I was like, hang on, hang on a second. There's a lot of good fucking movies. And here we are, seven years later, after all the shit they've talked, and now everybody is all like, ooh, and they're all like, like nobody's still saying shit now because, because more information has come out. And I'm like, and I just wanted to, bring up none of them are listening to this podcast but if they do hear it they'll remember me arguing with them and I just wanted to call you out and go you're full of shit and now you know it and you're pretending you didn't you probably went back to your Twitter feed probably deleted all those tweets which the idea that you scrolled back seven years to your social media posts to delete bullshit that you said because you're afraid that it might come out later is hilarious to me well, what about your Twitter feed? I don't have a Twitter feed. I have the Twitter account of this podcast that auto posts every episode just to let people know. I do not tweet because Twitter is a cesspool of bullshit. It is a garbage fire. It serves kind of a purpose, but not really. It serves a purpose for people to write bullshit things that, oh, somebody said this on Twitter, and then they post it in your news feed. And so if you're so curious as to, oh, what did somebody say on Twitter? You could read a news 
a fake, you know, not a not real news article, but you could read somebody writing up, hey, somebody said this on Twitter, which is not news. It's just a, it's more like spreading gossip. It's more like a summary of, you know, hey, I was on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, let me tell you what I saw on Twitter, which this is what news is now. And, uh, and it's dreadful. But that's not why I'm bringing up the the Johnny Depp Ember Heard thing. Not just to say, I told you so. You're full of shit. He has done good movies. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because the reason I'm not paying close attention to the trial, besides that trials are boring, and I'd rather wait for somebody to wait through all of it, edit it down to about a two-minute video, and post it on YouTube about funny things that happened at the trial, which they're doing, by the way. People out there are doing it for clicks and views, and I'm willing to give it to them because I will devote two minutes of my day to this, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to read and really research but the thing about it is that really gets me about it is that and the reason that I'm not paying attention even though I'm a Johnny Depp fan of his art right I was there I've been in that exact spot I know exactly what he's going through kind of well kind of like I said celebrities are different people they're in a different world. However, the dynamic that he found himself in, I've been in. And I would like to elaborate. Johnny Depp and I are a little bit alike in that we both, at the time, liked a rock and roll lifestyle. At different levels, clearly, the man owns an island. I have a scooter. These are not the same level of, it's not the same playing field. But, you know, we've, da we've both dabbled in, in playing music, but uh, we liked, we liked danger, right? Self-destruction. We like things on the edge a little bit. We like dating or hooking up with women that are dangerous that are bad for us. That's a bad idea because it's exciting. I don't know what it is. I do know what it is because it's exciting. Yeah, it's a train wreck. Yeah, there's some bad fucking moments that happen, but it's like extremes. It's like extreme bad, extreme good instead of safe. That's the perception of it. And then once you're in it, it's hard to get out because it's 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 easier to stay the course and deal with shit than it is to completely upend your life. And I understand it. Because I mean, I, you know, that's I started doing heroin while dating somebody younger than me who also did heroin with me. We started doing heroin together regularly. That's how it started. And that was a dangerous relationship that ultimately, of course, 
spiraled out of control and self-destructed along with uh, everything in my life. Exciting, kind of. It was exciting for a while. Um, and then, think, but that's not the one that I think about. The relationship that I think about that relates to this, to the Depp Heard relationship, is the one that I had afterwards. After I bottomed out because of heroin, I went to rehab. After rehab and staying in a sober house, I got into a relationship and moved in with somebody way too soon. Um, and the person that I was dating had a, while I had was done with heroin, I was still drinking because I thought, well, I'm not driving, this probably won't be a problem. But I wasn't drinking very often until I was, right? But the relationship I got in, the, uh, the woman that I got into it was, was way younger than me. Um, and had a uh, affinity for uh, an unbelievable amount of Xanax daily. I've described the amounts. I don't remember exactly now, but uh, I've told people the amounts at the time when I did remember this because, you know, we are talking, you know, nine years ago. Um, no, 10 years ago. Wait, we're talking, yeah, we're talking 11 years ago. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I don't remember the amount, but it was a lot. And when I've told people the amount, people went, that would kill just about anybody. And it should have. So she would take. She was taking that. She was drinking as well. Smoking weed as well. Though needless to say, she did a lot of things she didn't remember. And I dealt with this trying to be the nice guy and, and you know I dealt with a lot of things that happened because it, I was comfortable in it I, I accepted it I was like eh what are you going to do um, but what had happened was is that I kept holding everything in but then I started drinking and getting you know and I since I was an alcoholic I would get blackout drunk and when I got blackout drunk then all the stuff that I kept inside that I was thinking would come out. And I'd find out later that I was some, you know, mad shit talker, verbally abusive to somebody who was also abusive to me. It was a very bad situation. I heard about uh, some horrendous things that I've said. One thing that, although one thing that I'd said was, because she told me that I told her that uh, she had five personalities and three of them were shitty <laughs> or three of them were crazy. Um, no, no, no. What did I say? I said that the uh, that she had five personalities and three of them sucked. Which is pretty accurate, pretty funny, but uh, probably at the time was uh, was was not great. But uh, but here's the thing. This went on and off. And it was, you know, and it was, there would be bad nights and then we'd wake up and we'd talk it out and then we'd be fine and then we'd go through a cycle and then she, she would, you know, cheat on me, do different kinds of drugs and do all kinds of crazy things, do, act crazy, um, 
just unstable stuff. And then I would get drunk and then I would say a bunch of crazy shit and we'd get in, you know, shouting fights and all this other stuff. You know, I, there were times I'd get, um, she threw a candle at my head and a friend of mine, when I had told him about it, said something that it, that you always hear people like like that everyone everyone who's not in something thinks but for and then you try to tell somebody hey man what are you doing you need to get out of that situation and everyone's all like no 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 you know you know or you know you tell your girl you tell your your girlfriend that she needs to leave the guy she's staying with because he's abusive and he's just like no 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 you don't know him like i do or the other one no 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 it'll be fine it was just a bad night but he actually told me he goes look you're on probation something's gonna happen and you're gonna end up in jail for a long time you're gonna there's gonna be some some kind of domestic dispute whether legitimate or you know you get you get the cops called on you whether you did anything or not it doesn't matter it's going to fuck up your probation and then you're going to end up in prison and he's like what are you doing you got to get out of that situation and for some reason i actually listened to him and went shit i should and it was one of those situations where like we were in this in-between uh, play phase of our lives. So like we were staying in an apartment that her family was paying for. So it was real comfortable. You know, I was, you know, out of, pro, you know, out of rehab and washing dishes and trying to rebuild my life. So obviously the best thing to do as somebody who gets done, you know, being addicted to drugs, you think, hey, why don't you hook up with a drug addict um, and get in fights all the time? That should be good for recovery, right? That's how you rebuild your life. Good idea, right? So I got out of it, but it took me a while because I was comfortable because I was like, what a, what a dumb idea to go, well, you know, I'm living here for free. That's cool, right? It's not cool. I mean, you could spend all your money on booze. You know? it, As opposed to spending money on, on bills and working towards actual normal shit but not having this money to blow to go out at the bar because there's nothing else to do and because you need to get away from the terrible situation that you're in you're either at work or you're fighting at home. It's like, what are you doing? So, and then I, was at, I wasn't saving any money, but I finally got out of it because I, I knew a guy who needed a roommate and he, he had a very cheap room that he kept hounding me about, hey man, this is a great, you should, you know, don't worry about that, just come here. And I found out later the reason why he always had that room open was because he was legit a psychopath, by the way. Um, 
although I had a pleasant experience. It was a very cheap room. I, I ended up moving in there. I found out that he was indeed a psychopath, not towards me. He was real nice with me, but I saw him. Be, he Man was unstable, but it helped me get away <laughs> from a spot, and I stayed there for a few months uh, until I uh, ended up um, getting a public intoxication arrest at my 20-year high school reunion um, that following year. And uh, they revoked my probation, so I went back to Austin to go to jail for six months. I believe I've mentioned that before, which uh, was the best thing that could have happened to me. But uh, everything happened for a reason. But the, the best thing is, is that I didn't end up in a situation. You know, I got out at the right time. Actually, not at the right time, but I got out before it got worse, before either she got worse or I got worse. And the situation about that is, is the same thing. So when I see the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, and it's real easy now for it to swing the other way because everybody was like, how dare he? He's physically, you know, abusing her and, you know, she's this innocent person that clearly is being taken advantage of by this monster when in fact not the case but we're but it's swinging back the other way now to where it's like how dare this monster treat that you know national treasure johnny depp when in fact johnny depp has some serious drug and alcohol issues now i believe i think he said something about Elton John helping him get sober? I don't know if he's sober. He hasn't talked about it other than at court. So it's, it's, you take anything, you know, people say a lot of things. But the truth is this they're both have issues and together massive issues. It's never like a one sided deal where it's just like, uh, you know, I mean, there are, while there are situations where there is a monster who is together with a fragile little creature, typically it's a bad situation because both, you know, two people are bad together. And in my situation, a lot like that, it was the, you know, I've got a bad addiction problem. They've got a bad addiction problem. They're, they're emotionally and mentally unstable. And I, I, you know, spent all my energy and say working on myself, trying to take care of them, holding everything in while drinking heavier and heavier. And then all of a sudden I've got a problem and I'm being verbally abusive because I'm not saying anything all the time until the very end, until I'm blackout drunk, which the worst part, by the way, on a personal note, the worst part about that is you get no satisfaction about telling somebody off because you don't remember it. And then you find out you're actually kind of being a, being a dick about it. So, I guess the point is, and it doesn't have anything to do with that trial, but I needed to explain why I, what that this trial reminded me of, which is a situation that so many times people like to see a situation between, you know, in a volatile relationship and pick a side. And I can safely say that, like, in, in my situation, that, uh, um, you know, 
all the you know blame is not a, an issue here this is not a it's not a, it's not a sporting event where you you need to root for one side or the other to uh to win it's a situation that just needs to end they need to split up and you need to go your separate ways so that both parties can do better and from what i understand we're both in better spots i don't know how she's doing you know it's been a few years but the last time that i heard from her she seemed to she's definitely doing a lot better than uh than 11 years ago and i'm sure shit am in a great spot but that's the thing it's it's hard when you're when you're in it it's it's weird it's 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 like a scary, the unknown about getting out of the comfort zone. And also people would rather be, it's that codependency thing. People would rather be in a, uh, in a bad cycle, in a bad relationship than be alone. Something about being alone sucks. They would rather be in a predictable, um, you know, destructive relationship than being no relationship at all. I've seen it happen recently. A friend of mine getting back together is like, I'm getting back together with my ex and I know how it's going to go, which is that it starts off great, then there's problems, then it gets abusive, then they break up, then they get back together again. And, but that's the whole thing getting back together again because they don't want to be alone. And it sucks. It's a shitty situation to be in. But it requires just pushing through. It requires dealing with the issue. You know, what is it about being alone with your own thoughts and all that? And just, you know, that's the, you know, that's the mental health thing and the therapy that you need to work on for that. Figure out that Work on being alone and push through because it's way better than just than jumping back on the, the ride. You know, it's spiraling out of control back, you know, back into that uh, that self-destructive cycle. So anyway, I had to get that out. Talk about that. That's what I'm, you know, I live that thing. I, that, I know what's what's going on there. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of people spewing their theories. And, you know, I may have it wrong, but, I mean, that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of my own experience and um, and being in a better place. So that's what I had for you uh, this episode. I appreciate it. Stillsoberpod at gmail.com. Any questions or comments, uh, keep them positive to neutral. Appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Later.